Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan. And I'm Kevin Henry. Welcome to Chew On This. We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us. And now let's give you something to chew on. And we're back with another edition of Chew on This. Kevon, what's up? I like the little ditty there. See, that could be some new <laughs> intro right there. So good to talk to you, TD. I am feeling musical because the coffee Ooh. is right on point Ooh, today. I like that a lot. Yes. Southern pecan. I am, I am happy. You know, I, when I sing Southern, I think you. It's amazing. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I visit my family in North Carolina, my, my accent comes back. It's a little distressing to Norman because he's like, come on, Tracy, you don't talk like that. I'm like, I do. I do that when I, I go to Oklahoma. Like oh, I get the y'alls going. I get it. Trust me. I get it. <laughs> oh, so dear listeners, we, uh, we had a fun time talking about the stories today. So hopefully you'll be laughing just as much as, uh, as we did today. So Kevon, you are going to head out and, or not head out. You're going to start Bye. off. <laughs> yeah, right. That was fun. I know, oh. really. Like I got to carry this whole thing now. Dang. Um, <laughs> Kevin, you were going to tell us about some, some happenings in Indy. The great Hoosier state, the great state of Indiana, home of Ball State University in Muncie, by the way. If you've never been there, I highly recommend it. I'm just going to throw Very that nice. little plug there for the Muncie Chamber of Commerce. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> a group of dental praxis in the great state of Indiana, Immedia Dent of Indiana, which was a chain, and I say was, a chain of dental clinics that was open until right before the pandemic. And then guess what happened, Teresa? Well, the, they shut down. They shut down, and then ah. they said, we're coming back. But, well, spoiler alert, they didn't come back. What? So, <laughs> so <laughs> they just did <laughs> Like, I'm dying. I'm so sorry. Like, we'll be back. Okay, sorry. Uh, actually, we're not. You know, and I know that there were some dental practices out there that decided during the pandemic, you know, the dentist is retiring or we're done. You know, I, I did hear about some of those, but I never heard of a larger chain of practices. But apparently, Immediate Dent of Indiana was one of those. Closed in March of 2020 and never reopened. Well, the problem with that is that they had taken payments from patients to come see them in June, July, whenever it might be. And then those patients could never come back in for the treatment that they had already paid for. There was one article I was reading about a, a gentleman who was in his 90s who was getting ready for his final fit of his dentures that were going to be delivered that he was so excited about and, of course, never happened. Oh, that's so frustrating because you know they're sitting right inside. That's, you yeah. know, like he's probably pressed up against the glass, like, give me my teeth. But the interesting. Because they're right there. Well, they, well, but were they? Because apparently wow. during this, this, the signage was taken down. I mean, it was pretty much stripped bare. It was just gone. So, wow. yeah. So the uh, Indiana Attorney General, uh, just this week, as we record this, um, just finalized a $2 million settlement. On behalf of all of these patients who were waiting to have dental work done and had paid already for it. So I thought that's pretty interesting. And that's, by the way, 22,000 patients who wow. paid for treatment ahead of time and never received it. So two million split among 22,000. You kind of get the gist of how much people had already paid in and were now waiting to get back. So I'm wondering, I'm guessing action went against the corporate officers. 
on this? Like, there's got to be, first of all, malpractice. Then there's got to be just shady business dealings. Then there's got to be tax implications. Well, and what a mess. And the thing is that a media dent, it's not unfortunately the first time that they have been in the news. There was a case back in November of 2018 where they were part of a uh, settlement where $5.1 million was paid because they uh, reportedly improperly billed Indiana's Medicaid program. And uh, so I was like, okay, so there's there's been a few issues there along the way in the past. And then not their fault at all, but it's kind of something we talk about the sign of the times right now with violence and everything else. Well, this is back in 2010 when a police officer was called to one of their locations, immediate dent locations, in New Albany, Indiana. And a gentleman there was wielding a knife who was not very happy about his uh, prescription and the police officer shot him in the practice because he had the knife. So it's been an interesting string uh, of, of, of events through the years whenever it comes to immediate doubt. Well, now that practice is haunted. Sure. Can you imagine working there from now on? Well, and now you're just like, okay, this guy's trapped here. Well, oh, but, break but, out the sage. Oh, well, see, I guess I should have elaborated because he was shot but survived from what I understand. He was ta- oh, thank yeah, God. yeah, he okay. was just uh, you know incapacitated, I guess, but not uh, you know dead. So hey, oh, good on see, the officer good for, for not the officer. A fatal shooting, exactly. But, yeah, you know, I mean, shoot him in the shoulder or something. But how'd you like to be that office manager or whoever it was that was sitting there with the dude with the knife, and then uh, here comes the police in, and I'm, I'm telling well, you. Well, I mean, this is why I keep a samurai sword next to my chair. And that's why I don't mess with you, see, on a number of levels right there. Just saying. <laughs> Could you imagine as an office manager pulling out your sword and being like, ah, this that's not a knife. This <laughs> is a knife. Is, see? see? Somewhere Paul <laughs> Hogan just smiled. You, I'm just telling you. For those of you who are, are uh, young, I mean, which is anybody really <laughs> compared to us. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee was a show in the 80s, and this guy would pull out. We'll have to link a, a oh, YouTube clip. He would pull out, and uh, he was in the subway, what, in New York yep. City, and somebody tried to rob him, and he pulled up a knife, and he's like, that's not a knife. This is a knife. And he pulls out this big knife, <laughs> this huge knife, and the robber was like, uh, okay, bye. <laughs> so, so one thing I heard one time, and now I guess I should Google this to find out, is that because that's such a common catchphrase that if it's ever said in a movie or TV or whatever, that a portion of that goes to Paul Hogan. Like he has Fantastic. he has that trademarked or something like that. So so we may have oh, to we, we should trademark chew on this and that's right. every time you nobody say told that, me that. See? <laughs> that's what, Anytime anybody says nobody told me that, I want a dollar. See, you could just be sitting <laughs> on the beach and here comes your check for everybody going, I I said chew on this, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting, uh, and we did not talk about Crocodile Dundee before this, but another interesting Crocodile Dundee fact is I uh, spoke for the VDA one year, and it was at the, um, oh goodness, it was the big, I forget what it's it's called, the Homestead, I think is what it's called. It's in um, West Virginia. Yeah. It's a beautiful place, and it's got a little movie theater in there, and the movie theater's claim to fame is that it hosted the first U.S. showing of Crocodile Dundee. That's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So, like, they were very proud to tell me that I'm on the stage 
of where the first U.S. premier and I got to be serious here. I I didn't know what to do with that information. <laughs> You're like, yay, <laughs> you know? I'm like, okay, I feel a kinship now. I don't know. So, <laughs> but it was just kind of random. But now the world has come full circle. The purpose of knowing that fact has come up for this podcast. See, Look at that. We went around and around. You know, Crocodile Dundee was a great movie, and it should have stopped at one. I'm just going to say that. It, it's, <laughs> well, most of them. Yeah. Right? Most of them should stop It, it should. One. Except for Godfather. I think Godfather did the right thing. <sighs> Two was good. Three was mm, see, a little questionable. Don't, 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 Kevin. Don't say something. No, 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 that's... no. I'm just trying to think of all this. I mean, <laughs> Superman 2 was better than the original. Uh, right. Star Trek 2 was better than the original. Right. I'm just trying to think I of I think Terminator people. 2 was oh, better than Oh, that's the a good original. one, too. Yeah. I like that. So, but um, uh, Poltergeist 2, not better. See, not better. better. No, yeah. you know. <laughs> okay, we've totally lost everybody because they're like, I thought this was a dental show. Right. We, we try movies in there once in a while. So that's, that's what I know out of Indiana. Why don't you go to the other side of the country for us? How about that? Okay, so so that's uh, so you have dentists that decided to walk or people that decide to walk and, and, you know, not come back. But what about when you, as a patient, you're kind of stuck and you can't go anywhere? Let's go zooming into the prison system of California. <laughs> I really don't want to do that, but okay. I you don't know. <laughs> want to either. You're right. You're right. The only prison in California I want to go to is Alcatraz, which is a very fun tour, yes, by the way. Yes, I agree with that. Yes, so highly recommend Alcatraz. There However, I do not recommend San Francisco right now. So if you can take a flight directly to the <laughs> island of Alcatraz, which is impossible, that would be the only way I'd go. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, which is a mouthful, right now employs how many prison dentists do you think? Just ballpark. How many? 58. No, that would be oh. wrong. They currently employ 294. That's more than I thought. Now, here's the funny thing. How many hygienists do they? you think they employ, <laughs> knowing that they employ 294 dentists? I'll go back to 58 again. I will take you down to number two. Oh, two wow. dental <laughs> hygienists. Wow. So very interesting. Okay, California dentists are, prison dentists are paid about hundred, about 15000 per month. And hygienists receive less than 5000 per month. Okay, now, um, it, I'm assuming this is full-time because it says employed. Uh, that's not a lot of money. And the two most highly paid employees in the California correction systems are both dentists right now. Did you know that? I, not wardens, not not any of the judicial experts, but two dentists. Uh, one, 621000 declared uh, income in tw- 2009, so it's probably even higher then. And then the other at 500000 Wow. My goodness. Wow. The chief dentists at California Correctional Facilities receive a base pay of between three hundred and three hundred and thirty thousand, And then they, I guess there's incentives from there. So why am I talking to you about how much prison dentists make? Well, I, I guess California is tired of paying that much. So what they're going to do is they are going to lay off about 31 dentists, 31 dentists, but they want to hire more dental hygienists. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. So first of all, I'm thinking to myself, okay, California, do you even know what's going on with the labor market? Like you're going to have to 
dig a trench and plant some hygienist seeds and grow your own hygienist. Like that's the only way you're going to get them. They're, they're not like just freely roaming the job market. Right There's now. one. Let's get her. Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, and, and what was interesting is they're going to pay them a, the 5,000 a month, really. So 60,000 a year. Let's, let's look at that. 60,000 a year in California, depending on what area could go far, could not go far. Right. I mean, there's some rural areas probably, that would be okay, but the the hygienist in private practice is clearing more than sixty thousand a year. Yeah, I. So I what's the for, draw? I I was gonna say I know for a fact, uh, as you said, in some parts, uh, the the Southern California, San Fran, all that area. Oh, they make more than sixty by far. Absolutely. I was talking to one lady uh, dentist. She's fantastic, good, smart businesswoman. She had to pay somebody eighty dollars an hour because she just didn't have anybody so uh, I, and i that's a rare case i hope i hope that's a rare case. oh my gosh um but that's tough that's that's tough i haven't heard of that high but i have heard 40 50 dollars an hour yeah and, and oh it routinely here 60 67 really yeah 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 for sure wow. yeah i hear 60 60 a lot wow in your part of the world Yep. Interesting. Well, not even my part of the world. Just talking to you know the the consults that I've got. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing sixty. No, I'm not saying consistently, but it's not uncommon no. to hear that 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 number. I believe that. Yeah. So so, and also, um, so patients are crazy, anyways, right? So imagine dangerous and possibly you know mentally ill. Yeah. I I can't like. I, I don't know. I watched this show called Blackbird. It's on Apple TV. And it's about uh, this killer. And, and I don't want to get into it. But anyways, it's, it's set in a prison. And I was the first thing I thought of was, because I just watched it, first thing I thought of was like, oh my gosh, can you imagine cleaning that guy's teeth? Like that serial killer's teeth. Yeah. Holy cow, there's not enough. Like there's just not enough money in the world to get me to do that. So are, because obviously you're using dental instruments to do the job. So are the patients mm -hmm. restrained knowing that they could get access to those instruments? I'm just curious. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you demand that they be restrained? I guess it, I guess it depends on what they were in there for. Uh, I, I yeah. yeah, I would, I would, yeah, I would. I mean, if there's some minimum security, this. you know, some accountant who got a tax evasion or something, well, maybe, but, you know, yeah. And I'm going to link the um, Jim Dumoulin. Um, I know I never say his name right. He has a, a blog, the Wealthy Dentist blog, and it's it's always fun to read the stories because sometimes I'm just like, what is going on with dentistry? So it, it's a good read, but he does go over some of the comments on the actual news article. Mm -hmm. and And a lot of the comments was... Why are we providing dental care to prison people if we can't even get dental care on the outside? Which I, I think people don't, again, don't realize that if you don't address dental care in anyone, it's going to get worse. And then the cost of taking care of them in the prison system is going to be exponentially higher. So, again, that just shows me that disconnect between dental care is seen as like a luxury to some of these people. Like, not a necessity. And that's really, really, I don't know. That, that's really disappointing. Well, I think we've talked on a past episode about uh, prisoners who couldn't get dental care and, and the problems mm -hmm. that it caused in the practice with pain and, and obviously them having to then be taken out of the, the prison into a hospital uh, for care right. eventually. Right. So you're exactly right. 
Well, and there was a comment also that uh, why why are we hiring outside? Aren't there some pri- aren't there some dentists in prison? <laughs> wow! <laughs> Relicense them and let them work in there. And I thought, you know what? That's actually not a bad idea. I was thinking of our friend the uh, our friend with air quotes uh, the the hoverboard dentist up in Alaska. If he's serving time, you know. I'm sure he'd be happy to do some dentistry. I'm sure he would. Now, would he get paid yeah. for doing that dentistry? That would be a... Oh, no. Somebody was saying they would get paid like 20 cents Okay, that, that would hour. be the question, yeah, because I've heard if you have a, a job in there, it's not worth much. Yep. So, um, so basically, I don't know. Would excellent retirement and health benefits convince a hygienist to take a job with the jail system? That That's my big question. I'm probably going to bring that up in a couple classes just because now I am curious to what people would think of doing prison. You know, our, our mutual friend, Dr. David Rice has done mm-hmm. prison dental work. Do tell. And, and I remember one story that he told, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but he wore a tie his first day in the prison and, oh, and the guard God. stopped him and said, do you want to be strangled with that? And made him take it off. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> So, you know, so I know, I know of folks who have, you know, got, got their, uh, virtual teeth wet, uh, from working in prison, but I don't, but to make that your daily activity, it's a tough one. I don't know. It's just not worth it. It is just not worth it. So, so good luck to any hygienist that takes that job, any dentist that's taking that job. But to be honest, this is a bad thing for the, the patients right now because they are going to let those people go and have not filled all of the open hygiene positions. So right now you're at a deficit as far as being able to provide care. So, I mean, now you do have patients who are waiting to get care. And I'm going to be curious, those dentists who are let go, will they go immediately back into private practice? Will they try to find a a DSO to, to, start back with and then work their way. I mean, obviously they, they may have been, they may have made a nice salary. So would they have mm. something saved up where they could just buy into an existing practice? That'll be interesting to know too. You know, it's just, it's, it's wild. The opportunities out there for dentists who decide not to go actually back into private practice. And if they've got any kind of really good evaluation and writing skills, like, insurance companies and the AI companies are just, just jumping on these people. So, uh, and, and AI is something that we probably need to talk about at another date because we have talked about it off and on over the, the podcast year or life of the podcast. And it's really changed already in, in a year. There's so many differences of the offerings and what's going on. And we probably need to revisit that at some point. I'm very curious to see, because I still think there's a misperception out there about what AI is and what it's going to do for the industry. So it would be good to have some folks actually on to say, this is what this really means. This is how it's going to impact you. And no, it's not down the road. It's here. You know, I, I would love to hear something like that. Oh, it's it's totally here. I'm attending the National Association of Dental Plans conference later this year. And there's so many classes on AI and uh, so the, I'll probably have a, a better understanding of what's out there. I did do um, a demo with our good friend, Anne-Marie DePalma. Oh, yeah. She is now with Pearl. Yes. And so she was showing me all the ins and outs of Pearl. And, of course, we could always reach out to our friend Florian uh, at uh, uh, Vidaya Absolutely. Health. He's also one. And Overjet is one that's always 
wanting to talk to people and get their word out. There's just, there's a lot out there. Uh, There was really only like maybe four or five, right? And now there's little ones popping up all over the place. So we'll, we'll have to see, we'll have to track that, see how it's going. I, you know, can we go back to Indiana, the great state? I would love that. Absolutely. For a second? You know? Okay. Um, I, I am curious, though. The, the fact that they just closed down, what do, was there any kind of remedy for the patients who are seeking care? Like, did the local dentist kind of, and I don't know if you know the answer, but did the local dentist kind of band together and kind of help out and offer to see these patients or, or what? Actually, I do know the answer to that because in that mm-hmm. article, it said that another group reached out to that patient base. And so I don't know if they obtained the records. I'm not sure if they obtained the cases, uh, but they did reach out and say that they would be taking over for. So there was an option, at least for those patients to keep going. And I'm not sure how the settlement works in with that, because you think if you'd paid ahead, did the money go to this new group, you know, because you wouldn't mm-hmm. want a patient paying twice. I mean, it's just a mess. I mean, that would just be a complete mess to try to figure out. I am just on, I'm befuddled that a company could just take money and then close. I mean, it happens more often than not, you know, than we probably think, but it's just surprising to me that people could be shady. Well, and, and you know, it's such a large level and impacts so many people. Yeah. And this is over two years later when the settlements finally happened. And, you know, that gentleman that they interviewed who was in his nineties, you know, who, who knows if he ever got his dentures, you know, that's, that's the thing that, yeah. And, and, you know, we we both have pa- parents of a certain age, and you hate to think about something like that happening to them. So I'm sure there were a lot of older folks and younger folks as well that had paid in, and now we're just waiting to try to figure out what's going on. I wonder if there's a, a, a little dental karma that can go around, right? Like dental karma for these people who, who take advantage of patients. It's terrible. And what's really sad, though, honestly, is that these these corporate entities or people who are involved, whatever, the persons involved, if they go to a different state, it's not difficult to open up another, you know, business and and do this across multiple states. You'll see that dentists who are prohibited from doing something in one state will go to another state and open up a similar type practice and get licensed in another state. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that the the powers that be at least are giving a heads up to other states that should they have business addresses in other states. I hope for that as well, because I, you're exactly right. It's so easy, especially, you know, and I hate to say this in a state like Indiana, because I know there's so many towns that are right across the border, any way that you go, you know, so you could hop over very quickly and open up somewhere else in Kentucky or wherever it might be. I'm guessing the credit card companies probably too keep track of this. I would bet business, you know, they hopefully so. We'll see. Well, hopefully uh, that guy was able to get his dentures and he's chewing away. And we hope that you were chewing on this in a good way. That's a nice little segue there. I like that. That's pretty good. Thank you. I tried. I tried. (laughs) Southern pecan. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kevin, any last thoughts before we wrap it? You know, we've gone from Indiana to California to Australia with Crocodile Dundee. So I don't know what else we could do, to be perfectly honest. Teresa, you have been a veritable cornucopia of information this morning, and I appreciate that. Cornucopia. That's what my dad would say. The dad joke there. All right, dear listeners, until next episode, we always, always appreciate that you spend your time with us. And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little. 
Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. And don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll be back in about two weeks. See you then.